Sky Caramba, July 23rd to 29th, 2023. Our week starts with a lion surrounded by planets. Mercury, Venus, and Mars are all within the boundaries of Leo. Mercury and Venus are in front of the lion, and Mars is below it. However, the way the lion's oriented for most viewers, Mercury and Venus are below him, and Mars is to the left as the lion dives into the sunset. They're in the evening sky, right as darkness begins. Venus is actually getting hard to find this week from middle and high northern latitudes. Most viewers there will need binoculars to see Venus and Mercury so close to the horizon in the evening twilight. Mercury is just 0.1 degree from Regulus on Friday, a sight to behold if you can get a view of them. Viewers near the equator and in the southern hemisphere have an easy one there. Jupiter is prograde or moving eastward near the head of Cetus, the sea monster. Uranus is a little east of it, also prograde. They rise around midnight. You can see Jupiter and the Y or kite-shaped Pleiades rising left of Jupiter. Uranus is about halfway between them. Get binoculars out and try to find it. Orion's a morning constellation, entirely visible from most of the world now. From middle and high northern latitudes, only part of the hunter is seen before morning light washes out the view. The moon's a little before first quarter, near the star Perima in Virgo Sunday evening. The next evening, the moon's near Spica. First quarter is on Tuesday. The moon enters the Libra Diamond in the middle of the week. Thursday and Friday, it passes near Antares. Southern Lunastus will be on Sunday the 30th at 27.9 degrees south of the equator. The southern Delta Aquarius shower peaks on Monday the 31st. The meteors will radiate from a place somewhat close to where Saturn is lately. They're thought to be from dust left by comet 96P Machholz, named for Donald Machholz, who discovered it in 1986. It was closest to the sun on January 31st this year. So maybe this will be a good year for the meteors. The full moon won't help, though. You might see up to 20 per hour. This is mostly an after-midnight shower. The Alpha Capricornids shower peaks the same day. The parent comet is 169P Neat. That's N-E-A-T. Originally thought to be an asteroid when it was discovered in 2002. It orbits in a little over four years and was closest to the sun last July. This is a minor shower now with only about five meteors per hour at best, but our descendants could see a major shower. According to two astronomers who've studied the comet and the meteors, the Alpha Capricornids could become a major shower stronger than any we know today 200 to 400 years from now. The radiant is already high in the east or southeast when the sun sets, and it's high in the west or southwest when the sun rises, so it's an okay shower for all night. Again, though, the moon will interfere. It's not too early to start watching for Perseid meteors. The shower peaks on August 13th, close to new moon. You might see 50 to 75 meteors at the peak in rural areas away from light pollution. The radiant is in the constellation Perseus, rising around local midnight, and it's far north, so this is primarily a northern hemisphere event. The meteors are from Comet 109P Swift-Tuttle, named for Lewis Swift and Horace Tuttle. They discovered it independent of each other in 1862. That comet was sort of lost until it showed up again in 1992, about a decade later than expected. 
Now that scientists know more about its orbit, it's been identified in historical records going back more than 2,000 years. It presently is in an orbit that takes 133 years, and its next close approach to the Sun in 2126 will bring it very close to Earth, just 0.15 astronomical units away. That's about 23 million kilometers. The best way to watch meteors is on your back. You can't know exactly when a meteor will show up, so you have to just look up and wait. And if you're standing under the stars looking up, it gets tiring for your neck muscles. So a reclining lawn chair may work nicely for you. You don't need a telescope or binoculars for meteor watching. In fact, they're useless for it. A meteor will come and go before you can even move the scope or binoculars into the right position. If you do have such tools out, use them for observing other things in the sky and let the meteor shower be an extra benefit. Of course, you have to have a dark sky for the best results. Sadly, it's pointless to look for meteors from light-polluted city skies. Even suburban and exurban skies are washed out with carelessly installed lights that flood the sky. If you have a safe place out in the country where you can stargaze, hey, that's great. If you go out looking for a spot, be aware of some dangers that are different than in the big city. Wildlife, other people thinking you're up to no good sneaking around at night, or just getting lost could all ruin your night. Sky Caramba 